Welcome to the Soap Bible Study Series from Oak Tree Community Church in South Bend, Indiana. We are finishing a quick survey, really, through yeah. the book of 2 Corinthians. Right. Plus, dun, dun, dun. Best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are also, this time, uh, we're going to take one day at the end of the reading. We'll finish 2 Corinthians, and then we'll do the little book of Jude. Right. In right. just one reading, it's only 25 verses. Yeah, so we get to really finish quick. a book, we get to start a book, finish and a book. Finish yeah. All in one shot. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got three chapters left in 2 Corinthians first. Right. So right. let's hit that. Yeah. So the, so the deal is, as we go through this, and we've said it many times, um, there seems to be a spiritual immaturity. Okay. There is a there spiritual is a <laughs> immaturity at in, the church at Corinth. Corinth. Yeah. And, and we've seen it numerous examples. And in fact, last week, um, you even brought up that they were making fun of Paul <laughs> from the standpoint of, let's see, I wrote it down. He's like a keyboard warrior in his parents' basement, which yeah. is a great thing. You know, he's like pounding away on what to do, but, you know, he's all full of smoke. Yeah. And that, that was really what they accused him That's of. That's what they accused him of, you know. Yeah. Exactly. It was sort of like a, you wouldn't dare say that to my face. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> right. Right. So now Paul Paul is intentionally saying he is playing the part of the fool. Yeah. Now he doesn't mean he's being a fool. Right. But he is going to boast of all of his accomplishments. Yep. And when I boast, it's, it's for pride. Right. And Paul's not doing it for pride. No. Right. He has a specific agenda. You know, he's got a really good reason. Um he needs them to understand that he is an apostle and he is on their side. Right. And they don't get it yet. Yeah. And he needs them to step up. Yeah. And well, that's, and that's really is, his I goal. Mean, it's only been, you know, maybe four, maybe four years, probably yeah. less. Since, like since he brought the gospel since in the first place. he was place. there the very yeah. first time. It's not like this is, you know, three generations down and they're reading this stuff and like, we've never met you. I mean, these people were saved when he preached the gospel. Yeah. And he was there for two years. And he was there, well, yeah, for almost two years. I mean, it's not like they didn't know, they knew him. And so, yeah, this these last couple of chapters, especially 11 and 12, he really piles it on where he's like, let's review maybe. (laughs) Yeah. So he starts out with... um, Guys, I'm not sure you're committed to Christ, and and I'm not sure you're committed to the Christ that I know of. Yeah. Because I think if somebody came in and proclaimed a different gospel, you'd be like, yeah, okay, that sounds good too. Yeah. Now, let's be careful, because he knew they were saved. The yeah, salvation right. is not yeah. what's at issue right. here. But that comes up. That thought comes up. Well, maybe they're not saved, and he's telling them to be saved. Yeah. The thing that, sh- that doesn't show up in here is he never tells them to place their faith in Christ. He never tells them to believe. He tells them to grow up. Yeah. That is the huge that is, difference that, that between very, salvation yeah. and discipleship. Yeah. Right? This is a discipleship section. Well, and I see it in churches today, too, oh, yeah. where um, people people are saved, and now they're going to church to go to church. And whatever the person on the pulpit is saying must be true it's because whatever it is. The, yep. they're the ones that have the education yep. versus, I have a Bible. I can read it. I can yeah. study it, and I should be going. Hey, wait a minute! I don't. I don't understand that part. And not questioning somebody to question them, but but because you want to find out the answers, yeah. And you you want to see where they were going with that, right? And they were and saying, whatever, whatever, must yeah. be right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and yeah. and disbelieving Paul at the same time. Yeah, right? don't believe well, anybody except Paul. And yeah, and. He's not an apostle. Not so Paul anyway. ends up having to defend his apostleship, right? 
and he uses um, he doesn't consider himself less than the big ones. He uses or I love the net uses the big ones. Yeah, I love right. this. He uses this phrase super apostles yeah. here in chapter eleven, and we'll see that again uh, later on. Yeah, where um, he's like, but we do the same thing today, oh, right? Yeah. You know, we turn uh, famous pastors into celebrities. You want autographs. You want all this stuff. They're like, they're they're just pastors. Maybe they have big churches. Right. Maybe they have big, you know, whatever. But back in First Corinthians chapter one, he's yeah. already told them, "You guys are running around like I'm with Peter. I was saved Paul. Yeah, exactly. I was saved like, by Apollos. <laughs> yeah, right." Yep. He's like, I'm not less than these so-called super apostles of yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he also says, he, he admits he's unskilled in speaking. Yeah. Um, but he says he's book smart, yeah. too. And, you know, he says it differently. But, you know, yeah. in today's world, it would be, you know, hey, book smart. Um, and then him not being a burden to the church at Corinth, he... Um, he hits that point a number of times. Yeah. So the idea is you have somebody that comes into your church um, you, as a missionary, you should be funding them and helping them. Yep. And, you know, do they have a place to stay? Do they have enough food? Um, you know, how else can we help? Yep. None of that seemed to happen. Or if it did, it didn't happen at a level that was enough. Yeah. So Paul had to use outside funds. Yeah. Yeah. In First Corinthians, he said he actually forewent that like he's like i didn't take anything from you because i didn't want to seem like one of these charlatans that just was in it for the money but what's interesting is that chapter 11 comes right after here in second corinthians comes right after this this two chapter section eight and nine about them giving money for the 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 poor saints in jerusalem right? right And if you're willing to make promises to support these people that you don't even know, why not the guy who actually (laughs) brought the gospel here, right? Right. And so Paul's, but Paul, the fact that Paul brings this up several times and says, I didn't take a dime from you, I think that's the exception to his rule that where you minister is who should support you. And we see that, we talked about that last time. You know, there's several places in the New Testament, whether it's your pastors or evangelists or missionaries or Bible teaching ministries, if you learn from them, you should support them. Yeah. 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 And then Paul ends this section um, with that he's going to continue to fight for them, especially against false false apostles. Yeah. There is a little section in, in the middle of chapter 11 here that talks about Satan um, being uh, a, a dis- disguising himself as an angel of light, right? Pretending he is better than he really is, and yeah. Paul makes the logical connection that so it makes sense that his minions would pretend to be ministers of righteousness. Right. So be very discerning. Yeah. And Which is why they the need to grow thing. up. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Paul then, uh, like I said before, he boasts um, about himself. And again, it's not a pride thing, but he is saying, here's why I'm an apostle. Yeah. And really, here's my pedigree. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows that he, he actually has a great Jewish pedigree in there. He doesn't necessarily talk about it uh, too much here, but he talks about all... Um, the physical beatings and and the death encounters that he's had yep. because of his missionary work. Yep. And 
um, I mean, imagine all this pain that yeah. he had to go through. And he sees it as, not that he's proud of it, but he did it for a reason. And he yeah. continues to do it because this is the work that, that Jesus told him he needed to do. Yeah. I wonder if there is also something in there where he's like, listen, I've already had all this stuff to me. Your words aren't going to hurt me. This, I mean, yeah. so you can't do anything to me that I haven't already suffered. Yeah. You know, and earlier in this very letter, a couple of weeks ago, we saw that section where he said, you know, we're perplexed, but not in despair. We're cast down, but we're not depressed. We're, you know, we're, you know, all these things, you know, and he says, I carry in my body the marks of the suffering of Christ. Yeah. What are you going to do to me that hasn't already been done? Right. So, so I encourage you to read this section slow from, from the standpoint of five times he was whipped with 39 lashes and 40 lash knowing that 40 lashes was considered death yeah right so one less than death right right there and even if it you know even if 42 would have been death he got 39 lashes five separate times he was in shipwreck he was stoned three shipwrecks stoned Mm -hmm. i mean these are there's some amazing numbers in here that any one of these would have been um, huge in somebody's lifetime, let alone all of these. Yeah, and this was before other attempts on his life that we read yeah. about in the book of Acts. This isn't yep. even complete because his, his story wasn't done yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was in Damascus. He got lowered down by a rope contraption in the middle of the night out a window because the king was going to kill him, Yeah, right, and, and was looking for him. Yep. So somebody, that had to be, how scary would that well, have, and have think and think about that because it was on the way to Damascus that he was saved. So this was oh. brand new in his ministry. This yeah. was like the very first one. He's <laughs> saved on the road to Damascus. He gets there. He's preaching all over the place, and immediately he's got to run for his life. Yeah. Wow. So from the very beginning, this yeah. this has been the this story happens. of his entire ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then we, then we get into chapter 12, and Paul talks about knowing a man. Yeah. And it turns out the man is him. Yeah. yeah. But, so why does he go to this elaborate thing about, I know a guy. Tells this third, sto- tr- yeah. third person thing. Yeah. Because he was he saw stuff, he heard stuff that he was not allowed to yeah, tell. So exactly he's not, I, I mean, he's. Too. He's pushing, yeah, pushing off that it wasn't him. So Paul knows a person, and he did himself, yep. um, that was caught up in a third heaven. Yeah, and there's always a lot of speculation of, wait, I've heard of heaven. Yeah, a third heaven. What's the second heaven? <laughs> yeah. And how? Do, and is third heaven like high three or yeah. is it low? Is that penthouse? Yeah. or is that right? Yeah. Yes. So in in, he, in Hebrew, the, the word tr- usually translated heaven, Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. You almost always see it with an S on it, heavens, because in Hebrew, the word is dual. It, it inherently has two, not plural, which would be three or more, not, okay. not singular is one. Hebrew has a dual in there. So it inherently, the word has two levels. So when God created the heavens and the earth... The heavens dual would be probably our atmosphere and outer space. So the third heaven would be God's heaven. Okay. Like he went actually, actually into, to, into what into we heaven. usually think right. of as just heaven. The Jewish mind puts that at the third heaven. Yeah. And like you said, Paul isn't permitted to talk about what he what he saw in yeah. there. 
but it was a paradise. Yeah, and yeah. The, I mean, he and was, that's enough. Yeah, he was there. Which, by the way, makes me a little skeptical of people who claim that they go to heaven and come back, especially if they're doing movies and books and speaking yeah. tours and all that. Because if the apostle himself was not allowed to talk about what he saw, you think the rest of the peons like us are yeah, like, can. oh, you know, you know. Yeah, good point. We don't have the restrictions that he had, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and and for him, every time he thought about heaven, especially after this, every time he thought about heaven, it was always about the Savior, always about because he saw he was there, he saw it. I'm sure he wanted to stay, right? And he had to come back. And so every well, he talks time about now, that later too, right? Hey, now, do I continue my ministry or do I die? Yeah, Philippians. Ooh, I kind of don't want to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Every time. Every time he knew what he was missing now, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Paul then talks about a thorn of the flesh, and and he brings this up, but but the idea is in order for him not to become arrogant, he has a problem. Yeah, and this problem this problem affects him. Yeah, um, we don't know exactly what it is, but we do know that he's gone to God three times um, and asked God to take it away, and God said, "Nope, nope, my grace is enough for yeah. you." Which I think is really cool. We sing a song around here sometimes that uh, your grace is enough. And we sing that in the chorus three three times. times. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. So, I mean, this is where it comes from. Yeah. Right out of here. And I love the fact that whoever wrote that put it in three times. Just like Paul said, I asked three times and this was the response. Three times. My grace is enough. So, So God then tells Paul... You know, my power, not me, but God's yeah. power, is is made perfect in your weakness. Yeah. So what's, what's he talking about there? Well, the word translated perfect can mean complete or mature or just filled up. So it's sort of like John the baptizer said, I must become and less Lord. and he must become more, become yeah. greater and I become less. So it's it's when Paul or whoever, when we are boasting, when we are full of power, our own power, there's no room for God to work. Yeah. The emptier we get, the more room he has. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Um, Paul continues his discussion. Um, he, he, he wants to come back to Corinth, and he's worried that there's going to be some quarreling. So he wants to get that out of the way Yeah. Um, in there. And then Paul tells him he's going to visit him for, for a third time. Yep. But... And he wants them to examine themselves. Yeah. Because he says, when I come, um, not that there's going to be a test or an evaluation, but if I see something you're doing good, I'm going to call it out. Yeah. And if I see something that you're doing bad, I'm going to call that out too. Yeah. Yeah. And there may be some discipline coming for, yeah. for this. And so when he says, examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith, it's not a salvation. Again, this whole context right. is about discipline, disciplining Christians. It's not a see if you are a believer, but see if you are walking in the faith. See if you are actually right. in the faith. Right. 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 Which, again, as a, as a baby Christian, you can easily not walk in the faith. Right. Because right? you can accept Christ in your life and not really make any changes in your life. Right. Um, and Paul's looking for for the spiritual growth. Which around here, when we talk about the path, we would yeah. say they're not on the path. Yeah, you know, right. They're doing right. their they own thing, excellence. but they, they haven't yeah. gone excellence or any of yeah. the other steps. And so what Paul is saying, what in, in our terminology, he would be saying, see if you're on the path. Instead of yeah. in the faith, yeah. he would yeah. say, are you walking the path? 
Yeah. That's what he's saying. And then we end up with a, a very short ending, which is uncharacteristic of Paul. And there's no, hey, give hey, you know, give a shout out to this person and this person. Yeah. He's not calling out anybody. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. But it's that kind of letter where, where he's not. Yeah. But it, it does end with an encouragement, you know, yeah. greet one another with a holy kiss. I still want to see you, yeah. you know, uh, may the grace of our, uh, may, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Uh, is, is where it ends. Nice. So uh, it's great Trinity, great Trinitarian phrase there because all yep. three of them are mentioned, right. which is very cool. Right. And that's the end of Second Corinthians. That's the end of Second Corinthians, yeah. Right. Now we need to shift gears uh, quickly here. Yep. Um, there's not a lot that we need to talk about Jude, but a, a few things that are, that are yep. worth pointing out. Yep. And we'll do this. It's only 25 verses. It's a letter. We want you to read it in one sitting in one day. Right, because that's how it was intended. So yes, yeah, so so really, the first thing is who's who's Jude. Yeah, right. That that's the obvious one. So it's written by a man by the name of Jude. This is Jesus's half brother. Yeah, and um, he doesn't pull that out in the first sentence. No, uh, but he kind of does. I mean, Jesus is in there, but but as Lord and Savior. Yeah, and then oh, by the way, I'm James's brother. Right, and James would also been Jesus's half brother right. and Jude's full brother. Right, and James was also probably the popular guy at the time uh, well, fr- from a human standpoint. Yeah, he would have been the lead pastor the in Jerusalem. Yeah. Right, so the 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 lead pastor, uh, Acts chapter fifteen, he had a huge role in that that major council. Right. So yeah, Jude links himself to his brother James. Yeah, and Jude is kind of late to the party, right? So he's Jesus's brother. He doesn't show up till now. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's mentioned by name just as one of the brothers, but he wasn't saved until after the yeah. resurrection. There was Yeah, he wasn't any... part of uh, Jesus's ministry. No. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. So something happened to him. Yeah. Right? He saw something. Yeah. Yeah, we know that James got a personal appearance by Jesus. It's it's very likely that James then went to his family. And and yeah. Jude Jude considers himself uh, not just a brother of James, but you know, under James' authority in the church, but also under his spiritual leadership. Yeah. So, so Jude seems to be starting out this way. Hey, I'm going to write you a letter to do this, and then all of a sudden he takes a hard yeah turn. takes yeah. a turn and says, "We got to talk about false teachers." Yeah. So, so Peter brought up, I think, right? Peter yeah. brought up false teachers. Hey, beware, they're coming. And Judah saying, "Nah, they're here. They're already here. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're already here." And it's interesting because Jude Jude quotes from Second Peter. Quite a bit too, so I think there's there's, there's got to be some, that. something yeah. in there, yeah. yeah. And, and he would have known; they would have known. I mean, they grew up together. You know, it was. I mean, they would have known each other, especially there in Jerusalem. Um, so yeah. So even though it's a very, like you said, twenty-five or so verses, there's a lot that you could look up in here. Yeah. Right. He makes a lot of references to things in the Old Testament. Tons. That that you kind of go. I, I, I kind of remember that, yeah. right? So you yeah. can take your time and yep. and take look those up and up. see a lot of see names, what's yep. a lot of events. Yeah, Korah's rebellion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's sort of. So, I might yeah. remember. That we should I only look remember because we talked about it here. <laughs> <laughs> we should look that one up. So what was that? Yep. Yeah. So a lot of names in there. Another thing that he does is he likes. I think he was a an orator. I think he was a better speaker than he was a writer. Um, and the only reason I think that is because as I read his letter, he likes lists of threes. He sort of has this cadence while he's writing yeah. that I'm sure 
came out better came out better when he's yeah. speaking right oh, nice. and so he does these lists a lot of times in triads three things there's a this and then this and then this oh, okay this and then this and then this sometimes he goes more than three so as you're reading look for the lists read them together as a list because then you're going to get the whole picture of what that thought is that he's going to yeah. try to bring across okay. good yeah good. the other thing i think would be he likes word pictures so within these lists, oh, you know, yeah. there's there's you toss like waves and autumn leaves and all this. So like like yeah. uh, reading about Paul's, you know, tragedies, read the book of Jude, read the letter of Jude slowly, let the word pictures come into your mind. It's like, okay, what is he trying? How is he, what's the visual he's trying to get me to think of yeah. by saying it this way? Good. So, yeah. Nice. Um, Twenty five verses. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not long. There is. There's a great benediction that I'd love to read. The benediction, yeah. um, and it has. Uh, it has a little list in it, but it's just <laughs> sort of cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of I'm cool. For three. Um, he said, and I, I've, I, I love this. I read it often, and it's just really, really cool. Now to the one who is able to keep you from falling, which just by itself is yeah. is really cool, and cause you to stand, rejoicing without blemish before his glorious presence to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time and now and for all eternity. Amen. Nice. Good place to end. Oh, man. That's yeah. really some good stuff in there. Enjoy Second Corinthians. Enjoy this little letter of Jude. And uh, if you have questions or comments, maybe you're like, uh, Jude says Jude refers to somebody. I can't find it. <laughs> That's all right. We can probably help you out with that. Send your questions and comments our way. Forward this on to your friends and family if you would, and uh, see if they could you uh, find it helpful as well. And we will come back next time and start a whole new series. Bye, everybody. <laughs>